Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. That's a wrap. Yo, that's a wrap. It was an amazing experience. Hope everybody enjoyed it. Hope you got some laughs and good entertainment. This is Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. Simon spades into a three. It's up and no good. Rebound tipped out. Grabbed by Draymond. Finds DiVincenzo to Kaminga. Flies in for that dunk. Warriors take the lead. 111 to 110. A little elevation sensation for Kaminga. Big fourth quarter for Jonathan Kaminga. Big fourth quarter for the Golden State Warriors as they erased a bad third quarter. 40-28 Portland in the third. Warriors were down eight going to the fourth. But they would rally for a 118-112 victory as we welcome you inside Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson uh, with you inside Chase Center, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. That is the phone number to participate in the program. You can give me a call or shoot me a text on the Xfinity mobile text line. And, uh, yeah, Kaminga gave the Warriors the lead right there, and uh, the Warriors – uh, and this one would go on to not relinquish that lead at 111-110, part of a 16-2 run for the Warriors over the final five minutes and, and ten seconds of this game. Damian Lillard hit a bucket with 5-10 to go, and at that point, Portland had a 110-102 lead, so an eight-point deficit at, at that stretch. The Warriors didn't get on the board until nearly a minute later at the 414 mark. Uh, Jordan Poole was able to score to make it 110 to 104. The Warriors just getting stops and uh, getting buckets and, and working their way back into this game. Big Jordan Poole three down the stretch. Dante DiVincenzo after the Warriors had, had grabbed the lead uh, but were clinging to the 114 to 112 lead, a Jordan Poole turnover. But then Dante DiVincenzo working against Damian Lillard defensively, able to to go for the steal with the ball exposed and get it. And then uh, on the ensuing possession following that, he hits a three to make it 117 to 112, and the Warriors go on to win it by that final count of, of 118 to 112. So 8 at 8, 957, 9570. Warriors fourth consecutive win here to begin the homestand now 16 and 2 overall on the season and the Warriors uh, improve to 19 and 18 so a lot going on tonight in Northern California with the Warriors taking on the Blazers the Jazz who the Warriors just beat a couple of nights ago were in Sacramento they got beat on a Kevin Herter three-pointer late in that one in the closing seconds so uh, the Warriors able to gain ground on Utah who got beat gain ground on Portland again uh, in this ball game by winning tonight and the Warriors now find themselves tied for eighth in the Western Conference 
playoff race with Portland. Portland at 18 and 17, the Warriors at, at 19 and 18. So by percentage points, Portland has the, the advantage. But at this point, the Warriors now just a game and a half out of sixth. Uh, they're only a game out of seventh. And Phoenix right now is in a free fall uh, after a, a really hot start. And they're going to be without Devin Booker for probably the next month, already having dropped a, a couple of games in a row. So uh, things looking up for the Warriors. Uh, big time night from Jordan Poole and for Clay Thompson. In, in this game tonight, how about the two guards in this game? Clay Thompson, 31 points, knocked down 7 to 15 from 3. And Jordan Poole, we've been wondering when the uh, efficient Jordan Poole game would go with a higher shooting percentage. And, and tonight was the night for Poole. He was uh, attacking inside. He was knocking down the three ball. 12 of 25 combined from three-point range for the starting backcourt tonight of Jordan Poole and Clay Thompson. And, and Poole continues to, to get the job done. 41 for Jordan Poole, 31 for Clay Thompson. And the Warriors able to, to win in this one. Uh, got off to a hot start, 41-25 at the end of the first quarter with the three-point shots falling, 7-14 for the Dubs in that quarter uh, with Clay hitting three quickly, with Jordan Poole hitting a couple early. Uh, they had 29 of their 72 points combined at the end of the first quarter, and it looked like maybe the Warriors would be uh, going to rout the Blazers in this one. Didn't work out that way. Uh, the 18-point lead, the Blazers were eventually able to flip and uh, Portland with a 31-19 second quarter and a 40-28 third quarter. So it was 71-47 in the middle two quarters. Warriors off to the hot start, then down eight going to the fourth quarter. Warriors found themselves all told down by 11 before they were able to, to rally in this game. And they really, again, as we've talked about all week here on 95-7, the game, nothing easy. Nothing is going to be easy for the Warriors without Steph. Nothing's going to be easy with the Warriors without Andrew Wiggins. But this team continues to fight and scrap and, and scratch and claw. And, and in a couple of these games of the four, it's been defense in the fourth quarter plus three-point shooting. And a couple of these games, it's just been defense on top of defense and, and trying to grit and grind their way to, to victories. And, and tonight... Uh, it was a little bit of all of it uh, after a couple of really bad uh, quarters in the, the second and the third. Uh, defensively, uh, how about the game from Dante DiVincenzo? Working against Lillard, as I mentioned, throughout a good chunk of the game. Lillard did wind up getting rolling, but uh, you look at Lillard's night, only four points in the fourth quarter for Damian Lillard after he had 30 going to the fourth and the big steal from Dante DiVincenzo, which leads to the the lights-out night-night uh, moment for him as he's able to knock down the, the, the game-clinching three there. But DiVincenzo defensively and Jonathan Kaminga defensively, both with you know big-time nights. And, you know, tonight was a night where, again, everything wasn't perfect for the Warriors, and everything wasn't perfect for Jonathan Kaminga in particular. He was in foul trouble. He picked up his fifth foul in the third quarter. 
uh, this was kind of an uneven performance and, and a game where really the Warriors didn't get a whole heck of a lot from the young guys. Uh, Moses Moody, kind of a rough night for him in eight minutes. James Wiseman didn't play due to an ankle sprain. Uh, Ty Jerome was able to hit that half-court shot and a couple of others in, in the, the early part of the game, uh, but not really an efficient night for him. Anthony Lamb didn't do it a whole heck of a lot. But I think you have to give Jonathan Kaminga credit on a night where it really wasn't his best game, he stuck with it defensively. And for him to play the minutes that he was able to play in the fourth quarter, uh, eight, nine minutes of the fourth quarter with five fouls, not foul out, be able to to hustle around and, and play defense with the, the two guards that, that Portland's able to put out there in Lillard and Simons and to be able to kind of team up with Dante DiVincenzo and, and, and make an impact defensively, I think impressive. And, and this is a continuation, I would say, for Kaminga of, you know, what are the what are the rough nights look like? And if this was one of the rougher nights that Kaminga's had of late and he's still able to be a member of the finishing lineup because Steph and Wiggins are not out there and still able to help will this team to a victory uh, in, in a similar fashion by doing a lot of the little things and getting out in transition for that go-ahead bucket that we played off the top, it's all good. Uh, for for Jonathan Kaminga and for the Warriors if you can stick with it and still make an impact at the level that that he was able to make uh, an impact on the game on one of the nights where you know top to bottom it probably wasn't one of his better games through through the first 3 quarters 888-957-9570 888-957-9570 John Dickinson inside Chase Center here on 957 the game as the Warriors win this one to improve to 19 and 18 Portland dips to 18 and 17 talked about Utah now back to 500 after their hot start and the Warriors are starting to gain some separation uh, in, in a little bit from Minnesota who's the first team out right now at 16 and 20 they have lost five consecutive games so the Warriors now suddenly two and a half games clear of you know just being in the play-in tournament and it's it's funny how quickly things can change once you start winning games, it's it's the theme of the entire week here uh, on 95.7 The Game, as we've talked about it on all of the shows all day long, the fact that the Warriors can talk about what they need to do better and what they have to do better and, and what they believe they can do better and all of this, but it has to at some point turn into victories. And on this homestand, we've seen the Warriors uh, be able to do that. And impressively enough now, as you look at, at going back through all of the games that the Warriors have played without Stephen Curry and just kind of going through, you've got the, the, the loss to Philly, then they're able to beat Toronto, you have the, the New York and Brooklyn games, and now you have the four games on this uh, homestand that the Warriors have improved to 4-0 and on, uh, and the, the victories over Memphis and Charlotte, Utah and now Portland the Warriors are five and three without Curry and they're five and three without Wiggins uh, both of them being out over the course of, of these last eight games together and it didn't look pretty early but I think now you look at uh, I mean a five and three without maybe your best two players at least your your most two you know most consistent players uh, on this team with the young players starting to contribute a little bit more. The two-way guys contributing. Jordan Poole stepping up and finding his own. Clay Thompson tonight looked like a rested, energetic Clay Thompson in, in the game tonight, ready to, to come out and just fire it at, at will. Uh, and he was hot, and the Warriors needed him to be hot. And, and 
Golden State just just kept coming, even with the five minutes to go, and and uh, you know being down eight at that particular point in time was an even fourth quarter in in that stretch. And again, uh, th- that finishing group with the sixteen to two run, it was stop after stop after stop to enable the Warriors to to be able uh, to survive and move on into the 2023 portion of the schedule with a, a record slightly above 500. And look, this homestand is half over. Andrew Wiggins could be back in the fold after the holiday weekend as the Warriors take on Atlanta. And Atlanta, with all the reports leaking about turmoil in the front office and the potential for Trey Young to want to trade, he's not even playing right now. Reports that Nate McMillan almost quit. Uh, so you've got a team in shambles that lost tonight to the Lakers at home that's going to be starting a, a Western road trip uh, out here uh, against the Warriors on, on Monday night and probably doing it uh, woefully shorthanded. So now you get to the, the chunk of this schedule here once you're through the Utah and Portland games, which which really were, I think, along with Memphis and Phoenix on the back end, you know, the Warriors have played three of the of the four most difficult games uh if you were breaking this thing out into eight game homestand what are the the maybe easier games what are the harder games again I hate even playing that game with the Warriors doing this whole thing and playing this whole homestand without uh, having Steph Curry there are no games that are gimmies or easy I've made that point all week long the fact that the Warriors are going to have to play hard and play well and if they even relax for a quarter or two they can wind up getting beat by anybody, uh, you know, at, at this particular point. But if you were gonna, if you were gonna look at at just degree of difficulty a little bit on this homestand for the Warriors, to me, and you were gonna split it, you know, at a, at a four and four, Memphis and Utah, Portland and Phoenix at the end. Those are the three most difficult games. And then you start to look at an Atlanta team in shambles. Of course, Charlotte, who the Warriors were able to to grind and grit their way to a victory on Tuesday. But Atlanta, and then, of course, Detroit and Orlando. So now you've got, among the next three, Atlanta, Detroit, and Orlando coming in here uh, on on Monday and Wednesday and and a week from uh, tomorrow night on Saturday the 7th. And you got a real chance to make hay. Now, 4-0 you got a real shot now to push this thing forward. Again, not saying it's going to be easy, but you're also probably going to get Andrew Wiggins back, which which helps. Uh, you know, And I think at the right time, the Warriors are, are going to need to, to try and get Andrew Wiggins back and, and into the fold here. So I think it is starting to really look more and more like a significant turning point and or jumping off point. I know Steve Kerr has said they got to still do it on the road, and I think that's true. But finishing this homestand, if they can go 7-1 and one in this homestand, which I think now tonight with the victory against Portland, that's very much on the table with these next three. And, and look, I'm not saying they're going to be easy <laughs> again, uh, but they're right there in front of them to be able to get. And if this team can, can you know, get three of these next four or even somehow, dare I say, all four of them and, and, and complete an, an 8-0 homestand to, to move – uh, back from where the Warriors were at, at three under, uh, they got to be really you know thinking that they're going to be in good position because if they're able to do that and go from three under, say to five over, uh, and you know that that may be good enough to put them fifth or sixth already 
in the Western Conference just come the end of the trip, which still uh, the Warriors are not going to play another road game uh, for the next two weeks when they will be in, in San Antonio, and that uh, figures to be a, a very winnable game. But you're looking right now, you get to five games over 500. Five games over 500 right now is the Clippers at 21 and, and 16. You know, you look at Sacramento, who is at 19 and 15, and they're having a, a storybook beginning to their season after 17 straight years of, of not making the playoffs. Uh, and you, you look at, at where they're at, 19 and 15, and, you know, they just picked up a pair of one-point wins in, in the last three nights. Uh, you know, and so, you know, do you, do you feel like they're sustainable, uh, uh, you know, continuing to play at a, a level where they're going to win 47, 48 games? Probably not. Uh, could they win 41 or, you know, 41 to 43? Sure, but I think the Warriors have to be looking at them. No disrespect to the Kings, but that's the kind of team that I think the Warriors believe that they can – that you know they can they can pass and and when you just start looking at it on paper you know Utah Portland Sacramento at some point you think would fall back to the pack and and maybe into that seven to ten group and then all of a sudden the Warriors in in pretty short order find themselves with the the Nuggets and the Pelicans and the Grizzlies and the Clippers right there in that top four or five so these wins matter and the fact that the Warriors are so quickly vaulting their way up the Western Conference and have an opportunity to continue that forward momentum is a testament to how much these games matter. 888-957-9570. Luke Mann and Vallejo on 95.7 The Game Warriors wrap-up. What's going on, Luke Mann? How you doing? What's up, man? Uh, it was a great – I just got to say it was a great win. Uh was at the game tonight. The energy in the building was amazing. Um, the one thing I have to say that really impressed me was Jonathan Kaminga's uh, resilience. He really had – not the greatest first half. He was taking good shots. They weren't falling. He was getting in foul trouble. But that fourth quarter, the way he locked in, how he was guarding Anthony Simons. If he had a switch on to Lillard, he was playing his role and just being active. And then Dante locked down fourth quarter. That man might have been doing his best Gary Payton impression. I don't know. But he was fantastic tonight and great win, Dub. Let's keep going. Thanks, Luke, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, spot on with Kaminga. It wasn't the best Kaminga night, but he stayed with it, and he made an impact toward winning in the fourth quarter. I don't even care about the line, right? Like, tonight was a night where if Kaminga had fouled out early in the fourth and had a bad line and the Warriors lose, we'd, I'd be on here saying, you know what? Kaminga had a bad game tonight. It happens. He's a young player. Uh, you know, let's not forget that it can happen because I think sometimes we do forget that he can have bad games or, or extended bad stretches in games, but he wiped it away with the way that he played in the fourth quarter. You play like that in the fourth quarter with five fouls against a team with the, the guard power that they have. And yeah, DiVincenzo on Lillard primarily, but, but you do what he did in the fourth quarter and you end up helping the Warriors win a game. And we kind of forget about the fact that he wasn't great in the, in the first three quarters. And yeah, Dante DiVincenzo is quickly growing into one of the more impactful Golden State Warriors and somebody that I think is solidifying himself when this team is fully healthy as the seventh man in a, a rotation. Uh, that, that ultimately probably will feature uh, around 9 or 10 if you know Steve Kerr. 888-957-9570. We'll go ahead and hear from Steve Kerr coming back here. Uh, we'll pause quickly. We'll hear from Draymond Green. But your phone calls and text messages between now and 11 o'clock. Big night for the Warriors. 
118 to 112. They come back 30 to 16 in the fourth, 16 to 2 run to close it. And you heard it all right here on 95.7 The Game. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast draymond with a rebound eubanks went down draymond pass ahead to kamika he'll wait hand off thompson pulls up for the jumper got it clay thompson with the jumper, a three ball gives the Warriors a four point lead and Chauncey Billups has to call another timeout. It's madness and mayhem at Chase Center. Now back to Warriors wrap up on 95-7 The Game. A yeah, big win for the Warriors tonight, closing it out down the stretch. 16-2 run to flip an eight point deficit into 
a six-point win as the Warriors win it 118-112. to Back here inside Chase Center, John Dickinson with you, 888-957-9570. couple of text messages to get to here on the Xfinity Mobile text line here tonight. Uh, J.D., what was going on with Clay taking the shot at 120? Uh, he should have brought the ball back out so the offense could burn some clock. Uh, that's true. Clay did get an offensive rebound off a, a Draymond miss, and he went back and, and went for the dagger, uh, didn't get it, and it uh, allowed Portland uh, an opportunity at, at that point, although Miller, Lillard did miss a three, and then there was uh, a foul uh, where uh, Damian Lillard ended up hitting a, a 10-foot jumper uh, after – uh, there was a foul and, and a side out of bounds. So, uh, yeah, that that is a, kind of a move that that you don't want to see have happen. It was a it was a, a slip up, uh, if you will, from from Clay Thompson, uh, but not the smartest move in that moment, and not the first time that it has happened. Uh, but Clay has been known at times in big moments to to. Uh, in the regular season, maybe make a, a a boneheaded play here or there. I mean, I go back to the game against Utah in Salt Lake City when the Warriors blew that thirteen uh, that lead in thirteen seconds, the four point lead, and he allowed uh, his man to just drift out to the three point line, completely stopped. And 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 when you don't want to give up a three, he gave up a three. You know, he he fouled Kevin Herter in this building back in early November on a three with the Warriors up three against the Kings. And the officials didn't call it. And so, uh, you know, he got bailed out. And that was when he was really struggling. The Warriors ended up winning that game. So, uh, it, you know, nobody's infallible. And Clay Thompson at time uh, is, is you know, no, no different uh, in, in all of that. So, yeah, not the best move there for Clay, And it's something that, that he's got to know in those situations. I think they were really – trying to and clay was caught up in the emotion of the moment which i think happens uh from time to time uh 888-957-9570-925 jd you called it during the pregame show jp gonna keep it with 25 or 30 plus you were a bit too stingy only calling for 30 yeah jordan Poole's gonna be my take it to the bank every game uh, until he has a bad game and and the warriors lose so you can just book that for 6 p.m on Warriors Live on Monday before the Warriors take on the Hawks, that Jordan Poole's going to be my uh, pick-to-click, if you will, for, for another big game because it's worked to this point through the first four games. Uh, and I thought Jordan Poole had a nice bounce back, let's say, uh, even though he was scoring, but he was able to you know, – he, he had turnover issues uh, in, in this game. And at one point, I think six turnovers for Jordan Poole in the first half tonight he had one in the second half in addition to uh his 19 points it was an even distribution 22 in the first half 19 in the second half as far as points but you look at it for pool able to cut down on the turnovers in the second half while still being relatively efficient and that that becomes uh pretty critical uh 888-957-9570 uh good stuff here a uh, couple people chiming in still on the, the clay shot with the, the, the blunder there. You got to move back of it. You know, got to move past it. The uh, 415, so Curry's coming off the bench when he comes back like last year? No. I, I don't think Steph Curry's necessarily coming off the bench when he comes back. I mean, this is a little different issue uh, with, the, with the shoulder and everything. I mean, you, you never know. 
But, I mean, if he does, it won't be for, for any length of time. But but I think the one thing that you have to hope if you're the Warriors is that Curry's absence in allowing Jordan Poole to go into the starting lineup and, and, and really do what he does best, which is be a, a volume, usage, high shot, high attack you know type of a player, is hopefully it gets his game locked into a point where he can go back to the bench and and then make the adjustment. Uh, as we saw him do uh, at at times last year, and saw him do in in the playoffs once he ultimately went back to the bench. So I, I I think you know getting these games out of Jordan Poole though now hopefully it'll help him get going and shake off whatever was bugging him uh, as far as you know not not playing well. And that's not a shot toward the incident with with Draymond either. I just he he was just in a funk to to begin the year and and up and down uh, as well. So. You know, if he can get his game locked in and 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 you know shake the cobwebs off of of his game, I think that bodes really well for the Warriors. As far as some of these other teams, the five one zero chiming in in the Western Conference standings, none of these teams have proven they can maintain the pace. None of the previous playoff teams have proven they can follow up a strong season after playing extra games. The teams above the Warriors in the standings will eventually. Uh, break down and yeah I think there is a, a possibility for that I mean the Warriors have got to again keep winning it, it's all contingent on on them keeping winning but if they're able to keep on winning I think they've got to feel really good with, with Phoenix plummeting suddenly Portland and Utah I think are destined to be somewhere between seven and ten and maybe even closer to the nine and ten <laughs> markers uh, than than it at the seven or eight markers and then Sacramento continues to be, I think, in some ways the biggest surprise, although they're really only two games from 10th in 5th because it's that jumbled up. Uh, but I, I think at this point, you know, they continue to be the outlier team. I think people thought the Pelicans could be top six, and then the rest of everybody, Clippers, Memphis, and, and Denver, I think people thought would be top six. I think a lot of people, myself included, would have had the Warriors in the top six. Uh, at the beginning uh, of the year, but yeah, maybe Warriors get into that top six. Sacramento bumps down into the into the seven, eight, nine, ten, and that winds up being some kind of jumble of the Kings, Blazers, Jazz, and pick another team, maybe Phoenix, uh, because they're going to have to play a significant amount of time w- without Booker over the course of the next month. So maybe that's how it shakes out as far as the play-in tournament goes. And then the team that's in big trouble right now is Minnesota. They are 16-20. and 20. They're a couple of games off a 10th now, and they've lost five in a row. And they're starting to look like a team that, that doesn't really like each other a whole heck of a lot there. So they could wind up being the, uh, the odd team out with the current 10 uh, holding serve. And then you've got... Uh, Oklahoma City, and you've got the Lakers who got a win tonight. The Lakers won in Atlanta, so they're just off the pace as far as trying to work their way back into the bottom half of the bracket there uh, for the play-in tournament. All right, let's go ahead and hear a couple of minutes of Steve Kerr as he addressed the media and uh, what he liked from this Warriors win over the Blazers. Uh, I think fourth quarter defense, you know, to hold them to 16 in the fourth after they scored 71 in the middle two quarters. Um, I, th- I think uh, we just stayed with it. And, um, you know, we, we had to summon some energy. Fourth game in six nights, we had some lulls in the game, but the guys kept 
competing, kept fighting. And I thought the defensive effort down the stretch was, was fantastic. Uh, you know, everybody was doing a great job, but I'll single out, you know, Dante, uh, JK, and as always, Draymond, you know, um, just, uh, incredible effort and, um, great way to, to close out the game. What did you think of a combined 72 for JP and Clay, the way that they can complement each other on the floor and both get to their spots? Yeah, I mean, they're they're both uh, so explosive and they both had big nights uh, scoring. And, you know, the way we started out, the game was beautiful. Um, we, we were defending and, you know, getting stops and, and just making the simple play, throwing it ahead and guys were knocking down shots. So it was a, a beautiful start to the game. And, and then obviously... Um, you know they came back and and hit us pretty hard. They 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 played a great uh, middle two quarters, and so we needed every one of Clay's and Jordan's points to 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 be able to come back and win. See, what do you think of Jordan scoring forty one points, committing seven turnovers, and still finishing plus eighteen? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the, what I keep saying is I, I'm so excited about Jordan because he has a. a another level he can reach. Uh, there's no question. And when you think about that, he's been awfully good for a couple of years now. Uh, but you think about what that can look like, that next level, it's, it's exciting. So that's that's what we talk about every day. We, we watch film. We, uh, we discuss, you know, what he can improve on. And uh, he's a great listener. He's, uh, he's very coachable. And I'm excited about where he's going to be, you know, down the road. Um, and I'm excited about where he is right now, too. I've been um, conditioned uh, to deal with craziness over the last uh, eight and a half years um, based on some of the other gentlemen who uh, play on our on our team. It really felt like Dante was everywhere tonight. What are your expanded thoughts on his performance? Well, number one, he's a winner. I mean, two time NCAA champion, um, NBA champion with the Bucs. competes every second of every play great rebounder just constantly moving towards the ball uh, loose balls long rebounds plays with so much energy and activity and then he's fearless you know he knocks down that that big three down the stretch to basically clinch it he was 0 for three from three going into that that shot and didn't phase him at all he just knocked it down and game over so guys uh guys a winner plays both ends jonathan and, and dante's defense in particular down the stretch. I mean, what have you seen from them in, in building kind of this defensive tandem that has helped the bench, the second unit with, with defense that may not have been there to start the season? Yeah, b- both guys uh, pressure the ball. JK and and uh, Dante really put a lot of pressure on the ball. And, and um, you know, JK's got such great length and strength and athleticism that um, as, as he goes, it's going to be uh, fun to watch him grow. And, um, you know, learn the tricks of the trade, learn how to avoid fouling. And but he's becoming a force defensively, where we can put him on. You know, whether it's Lillard or or Grant or you know Simons, we can put him on. You know, the best players on a team, and and uh, and he can do the job. And same with Dante. So what's exciting is you know that I think this the, the team is starting to take shape with guys out, with Wiggs and Steph out. You can kind of see other guys stepping up and we're winning games, but we're also, I think, setting the table for uh, what's to come when hopefully everybody's healthy. You mentioned kind of Dante being fearless. Um, You like him going for that strip on Lillard. I mean, it kind of turns into the game-winning defensive uh, play. Of course, I like it because he, he, you know, he wasn't wasn't a foul, but um, you you have to, to gauge your aggressiveness defensively when you're a guy like Dante or JK or Draymond and 
there's going to be times where you're going to foul. And and I have to live with, with some of that. As long as we're gauging it well and, and finding the right balance, um, then I'm, I'm good with it. Steve, did you know um, that Ty had the half-court buzzer beater in his repertoire? <laughs> you know, we shoot him all the time after practice for for fine money you know when guys are late or whatever and you guys have seen it i think so ty's a good shooter so you know you're a good shooter every once in a while that half court shot's going to go in you just talked about kind of setting the table with guys out right now i mean first four game win streak winning record 19 and 18 what are kind of your overall thoughts to kind of finish the year going into 2023 yeah i just really like you know the the fight in our team you know the, the this these four games uh, coming off that tough trip and we really needed to feel good about ourselves feel some confidence and uh, you know really all four wins required an element of of grit and uh, our fans can feel it our fans have been great i think they're really enjoying watching this team grow and um, i think they're enjoying watching this team got it out while while wigs and staff are out um uh, and so we're we're coming around um obviously we're not there yet we've got to win some road games uh, eventually and and uh, we got to put it together but we're we're getting better. This stretch that you've had where you've had to rely on all of your ancillary players making big contributions and the team collectively delivering, considering the preseason incident, what does this stretch and this challenge and your team meeting it do as far as putting that in the rearview mirror? We had a very slow start to the to the season, obviously record-wise, um, and uh, it it hasn't felt like we've gained uh, much traction until now. And so it feels like the team's coming together. Every team goes through stuff and things happen. And, and no matter what happens, you have to find a way to uh, to connect and to compete together. And that's what I'm seeing happening right now. So it's exciting. It wasn't a particularly great Kamiga night the first three quarters, but you still went to him to close. Does that kind of speak to, I guess, his growing trust that even on a night that he wasn't great you still wanted to close them. yeah yeah I mean I, I trust him you know he's uh his athleticism um the fact that he is he's really embraced this role defensively there's a reason he's out there you know we're playing a team with you know three really difficult players to to stop with Simons Lillard and and Grant and uh, so felt like a good night for JK to be out there down the stretch yeah, and it was a good performance from Jonathan Kaminga down the stretch. And this one really helping the Warriors prevail as far as the defense and, and the hustle plays. And, and again, I think tonight you could say, and the 510 chimes in on the Xfinity Mobile text line, a five foul night, he's going to have to fix that if he wants to play in the playoffs. Absolutely. But you also have to learn how to play in foul trouble to, to be able to, to be effective in the playoffs. And tonight he showed that, that he could hold it down with five fouls and still defend at, at a high enough level to help a team win a game. I mean, if the Warriors are fully healthy, Kaminga doesn't probably finish the game tonight. But because they're not, uh, you know, that th he did get that opportunity and, and he helped them. So I, I think that that's all part of the growth. Fourth quarter defense, huge down the stretch in this one. Again, led by Dante DiVincenzo and, and Jonathan Kaminga and really highlighted even beyond that by Draymond Green. Another big block for Draymond Green uh, it, it, down the stretch. I guess he didn't get, didn't get credited for a block, but it looked like he had a block there uh, at the end. But just defensive stops. Uh, you know, left and right and, and making huge plays and just helping to, to will this team uh, to another victory in, in this one. And I thought it was interesting what Steve Kerr had to say before we get to Draymond 
just the team taking shape with players out. And and the next step of this thing, and it could begin as early as Monday to bring in the new year with, with Atlanta in town and, and Andrew Wiggins potentially back, how does that impact the rotation and how does that impact with each player that returns, everybody's role shifts. And Wiggins recur- returns, that means DiVincenzo goes to the bench, and how does that impact things? You know, that means Moses Moody probably doesn't play at all. Means Ty Jerome's going to play less, and it it means different new combinations that are going to have to be learned. The one thing over these four games, there's been a lot of similar combinations that have been able to play together, and the Warriors have been able to be successful with it. Anytime that changes a little bit from time to time, and and players are taken out, new players come in, it always seemingly takes a two, three-game stretch to get everybody back and on the same page. And then when Steph Curry comes back, obviously that's an adjustment for Jordan Poole in going back to the bench. And then he and DiVincenzo have to get split up. Again, it would be no minutes at that point, probably for Moody or Ty Jerome, with both of those players back on the floor. And then I also think Wiggins returning uh, means you know potentially – less Jonathan Kaminga and Kaminga is going to have to be able to to when he does get the opportunities fit his game in that box as he has done uh, in short stretches here over the last handful of games on this homestand to help the Warriors win all right before we call it a night let's hear a little bit of Draymond Green always nice to hear his thoughts on the Warriors following a big win and we will do that right now here on 95.7 the game Raymond, you guys have your first four-game win streak of the season. That's incredible. Is it absolutely incredible? It is absolutely amazing. <laughs> wow. Do you feel some things transforming for the team right now? I think we're just starting to fight. You know, quite frankly, I'd say the last three games, especially the last two before this one, haven't quite been ideal. Um, we didn't shoot the ball very well in those games, but yet we found a way uh, to battle. Tonight we got off to a great start and we kind of let go of the rope. We found a way to battle back. So I think, you know, we're just really finding that competitive spirit that it takes to win in this league. And, you know, it's, it's starting to show in the win column. Dante goes for the strip up two uh, while you guys are in the penalty. As some, You know, you've done that late in games at times. How risky is that? And, and, and what does that say about him to not only attempt it but get it? It's definitely risky. But um, I've, like I've always said, you have to play off instincts. I don't care who it is. Someone put the ball in your face, you're going to go after it uh, if you're an aggressive defender. And Dante is a very aggressive defender. So um, you, you just live with it. And, you know, Dame had it going. You got to trust a guy like that to know, like, you know, he's putting the ball on the floor. He's starting to get buckets. Like, where can I get that advantage? And right there, you know, it was the press up on him and he exposed the ball and Dante took it. So I wasn't um, – I mean, I don't, I don't worry about that too much. You know, you got to make a play on both ends of the floor. It's no different on the defensive end than, you know, a guy trying to make a play on the offensive end. Draymond, that that sequence you had the the block shot one one defensive sequence, the next one down. You fought pretty hard to to get that defensive rebound. How how big are those those plays when you look back? I mean, and Kaminga's two handed slam off off of one of those. Um, I mean, there are definitely big plays, especially at that point in the game, uh, you know, where we know we have to get stops in order to win the game. And it's kind of caught in a tough situation with Eubanks uh, going to the rim, just wanted to make a play on the ball. Uh, I knew right there I was kind of in no man's land. Like I'm in between, I uh, can't stop the lob, and I couldn't necessarily stop Dane, you know. And so I just tried to go for the ball and was able to get a hand on it. And, and then on those rebounds, it comes down to who wants the ball more. Uh, at that point in the game. And 
I wanted to win, so we needed it. Fast start, obviously. You guys were outscored by 24 in the second and third quarter. What was the main thing that clicked in that fourth quarter, especially defensively? I think guys really started back getting into the ball. Um, we were giving up so much dribble penetration uh, that second and third quarter. And and I think it started at the end of that third quarter with Ty Jerome, uh, the stop that he had on Anthony Simons. If I'm not, yeah, I think that was the end of the third quarter. And, you know, he got up into him and was able to not only – uh, mess up their possession, but he took the ball from him. And, you know, you're able to feed off of that. And once he pressured the ball like that, everybody else fell in line, and we started back getting the ball pressure that we were getting in the first quarter, and it turned the game for us. And then JP did what JP does. Clay did what Clay does. And Dante hit a big shot. Guys, JK was made some big moves. So uh, guys just stepped up and made plays where they needed. After Ty's stop, like you were just saying, you could see kind of the bench. Everyone was so hyped up, excited. Was there kind of a message uh, going into the fourth quarter as far as the bench goes? Uh, I mean, I think, like I said, I think that's something that you just feed off of. You know, you see a guy who, you know, puts it all on the line, lock in like that on the defensive end and get a stop. Like I said, especially when, when we were reeling, you know, that's, that's something that you can build off of on that end, and uh, we were able to do that. JP had six turnovers at halftime, but how did you see him recover from that to keep playing his game? I thought he was playing well. He had some turnovers, a couple of mishandled basketballs. I, I didn't think he was really playing in much traffic. Uh, you know, he just had a couple of them where he mishandled the ball, and that happens. But uh, we need him to stay aggressive. And, you know, he did that tonight. You know, 41 points, six assists, seven turnovers. Somebody else can cry about it. I'm not. <laughs> Early at the warm-up shooting, um, I was watching you and your three-pointers looked quite good. And I felt like maybe something is different today. And then you had those two three-pointers. Was there anything different? My shot's been feeling good, you know, so it's just a matter of taking, you know, stepping in and knocking it down. Um, taking the ones that I get with confidence, uh, not turning down shots that are there. And guys found me with a couple good passes right in the shot pocket. I was able to load it up quick and, and get the shot off. So... You know, for me, it's just about staying aggressive. And, you know, that's something that I wanted to do tonight. And also understanding, you know, the guys that we got out, it has to be done by committee. It's not just going to be one guy that make up the production that we're missing. You had a chance to, uh, of course, do that, that pregame where you gave the ring to uh, Gary. What was that uh, like for you? I know you only had 58 seconds, but. It was a very special moment. And shout out to Raymond Ritter and Michael Levine for making that happen. Quite frankly, I had so many words that I wanted to say. But if I if I screwed that up, then we couldn't do that for Otto Porter and Damian Lee. And I did not want to mess up those guys' moments, so I tried to get my words out as fast as I could. But, you know, that was just such a special moment. Uh, Gary is a guy who's been through the ringer in this league and continued to battle, 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 got to the point where he was asking to be on the coaching staff here, you know. And, you know, I think back to – I spoke about it a little earlier with a few people – when he got his, when he had that first 10 day and it was up, I never forget we were in Boston, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's the game Juan like cracked his head open, if I'm not mistaken. And he came up to me after and he was like, man, thank you for everything. And I'm like, yeah, great win. And he's like, uh, like, what are you talking about? He's like, what? That's my, that's the end of my 10 day. It's like, oh, great. I mean, you'll get another one. You know, you're helping us win games. And that's where, I think our relationships with our front office, with our ownership group, you know, we, we Steph and I called Bob and Bob's like, all right, well, if y'all want to give him another 10 day, then we'll give him another 10 day. And for him to become one of the most vital pieces on a championship run, just to share that moment with him was so special. And, 
you know, it's not something that I take for granted. I've always said, you know, uh, you win the first championship and it's absolutely amazing. For me, the last three, the most enjoyment that I get out of it is watching the guys who never done it before. And so just to share that moment with him was special. And, uh, you know, you're happy uh, he got paid and got his money, but at the same time, it's one of the guys you, you just hate to see go. I asked you a little bit at shoot around about. Yeah, definitely hate to see Gary Payton a second go. Happy that he got paid, and unfortunate for him, he hasn't been able to play to this point to, for the Blazers. He's been missed, and I think the Blazers miss not having him, but uh, a key component to the Warriors championship run of 2022, and uh, it will be uh, special when those other players come through Chase and get their moment to be presented with their rings before the game. Special, special night. And it is fun to to watch some of the guys that, that don't have a ring, that were key contributors, that do get a chance to come through and, and be celebrated again one more time is kind of the final final piece of what was a special campaign uh, a year ago. All right, that'll do it for me. Uh, we'll call it a night on that note. Uh, for those asking on the text line, Xfinity Mobile text line 510 asked, hey, are we getting a J.D. and Whitey show tomorrow? Yes, you are. On New Year's Eve, a special edition of Warriors this week will be with you from 10 until 1. And then I'm on a bird to Las Vegas for the 49ers and the Raiders coming up on, on New Year's Day. So that should be a lot of fun as well. But, yeah, join me and Whitey Gleason. 10 to 1, we'll be talking about this one. We'll be talking about the 4-0 homestand. We'll be looking ahead to 2023. That'll do it. Uh, thanks to everybody in our San Francisco studios, uh, highlighted by Sterling Bennett. Uh, tremendous job by one and all is uh, cutting all the highlights and the postgame sound, getting uh, everything on the air here for you tonight uh, as we break down this one. And again, I'll be back with uh, Larry Kruger on Monday as well from 2 to 6 and then Warriors Live at 6 and I'll be talking about the Dubs and the Hawks on Monday night here from Chase. So uh, that'll do it. Warriors get the win 118 to 112. They are 19 and 18 now on the season to close 2022. Happy New Year everybody and uh, we will talk to you next year right here on 957 the game. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.